Hey, what's up, guys? It's Adam, your friendly neighborhood music man. And uh, today, just wanted to see how you guys were doing. That's it. All right. Well, I'll talk to you later. Just kidding, obviously. Um, going to talk about some movie stuff that happened this week. Quick thing, Captain Marvel trailer that came out. That was that was really cool. Um, I mean, nothing, nothing substantial, nothing... The coolest thing I think is Samuel Jackson uh, coming back, uh, as, you know, with the the younger CGI kind of stuff that they're they're implementing over there at Disney. Uh, I love it. I love I love that concept. It's, it looked really good in uh, Ant Man and the Wasp with uh, Michelle Pfeiffer and Michael Douglas, and with Iron Man. <laughs> of course, you don't really have to de-age uh, Robert Downey Jr. too much. So I'm excited to see how it connects with Infinity War with. Um, that post credit scene, you know, not to not to spoil anything, even though it's been a while. Obviously, if you've seen it, you know, you know what I'm talking about. But uh, really excited to see that. Obviously, I love the blockbuster falling right into blockbuster. That was great for, uh, you know, showing that we're in the 90s and she's heading grandma's. So, you know, it looks great. It looks like a great fun trailer. Um, and uh, yeah, that's about all I have to say about that. Uh, Mary Poppins trailer came out that uh, with Emily Blunt looks pretty good. It, kinda, it gave me that uh, Christopher Robin vibe in terms of you know it's the same character and then the you know the person that had influence on them as children are coming back in their lives as their adults. You know that hook, you know the Steven Spielberg hook um, kind of story element. It seems to be very popular lately in terms of bringing back. Uh, Kind of our childhood uh, childhood favorites, so you know it's pretty interesting. I'm I'm, I'm really excited to see uh, the, the score, especially looks good. It's coming out uh, December nineteenth. Uh, that's great because it's you know Christmas time. We don't have a Star Wars movie this year, um, so you know, other than Aquaman, there's not there's not really too much coming out in December. Not a lot of other uh, big films. And just today, we actually got some new test images with uh, Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. So. Um, it kind of shows like it's kind of almost one of those projector things like the like in the it trailer um, where, where the projector changes as the image kind of goes. I, I'm sure that's where they got this from, uh, but maybe not. But it, it looks really cool. And it shows, you know, him from the, the image that we got earlier this week where it was revealed that his name was Arthur Fleck. Which, if you look at his, uh, if you, you put a, you know, a dot flex, it's Affleck, so it's kind of funny. Um, but <laughs> uh, you know, the the image, the the original image looks really cool because it of him just as a person, because you can tell it's this damaged guy who slowly is going to become the Joker. He's just like going into madness. So th- this could be a really cool, really cool film. I'm really excited about it. Um, and to see where this goes because it's it's you know, not connected to the DCU, so they could take it in a bunch of different directions and really get creative with it. This was originally supposed to be produced by Martin Scorsese, but he eventually uh, departed the project. I think now someone kind of related to him is not related, but you know some of his someone from his production company is working with it or something. But uh, it's, so it's uh, something though came to Joaquin Phoenix because he was originally supposed to play Doctor Strange. Uh, in Marvel, so but he decided not to because he didn't want to get part of a, you know, become part of some kind of uh, continuous series where he was going to be you know stuck for ten years in some role. So I think the fact that he read the script and was like, "Yeah, this is great. It's a one-off, and it's going to be just a really epic, awesome story." And, it, and it's a really low budget. I think it's like under fifty million or something, which is great because it kind of gives it more of that indie vibe, which which. You know, it's kind of cool to give these like 
origin stories of these smaller characters, something more like that. Because, I mean, The Dark Knight, for example, so the best stuff from that necessarily, wasn't necessarily the action. I mean, the action was awesome, but was all the stuff that the Joker was creating mentally within the film, you know? I mean, even the end. The end took place on a boat with two pe- two boats deciding whether or not to blow each other up. That was literally it. You know, and the end kind of has that part with Batman dealing with those guys in the warehouse, but that's kind of slightly forgettable because it's not forgettable, but it's not anywhere near as kind of uh, a big deal to that film as whether the people are going to kill each other, you know, whether the, the villain, you know, the, the prisoners are going to, you know, you would assume they were just, Oh, cool. Obviously they're going to push the button and neither of them pushed the button. And it was just great. It was a great moment of hope and humanity kind of at the end of that film. And so, you know, I'm excited to see, that kind of thing again, like uh, someone kind of just taking over people's, uh, you know, minds. And so, I mean, there was the, the, the big explosion from the, uh, from the hospital. Anyways, that's all I'm going to talk about for, uh, for that. But I want to, I want to actually go into the bigger topics of today, which is space jam is coming back, uh, featuring LeBron James, um, Produced by Ryan Coogler, and that's actually why LeBron wanted to uh, to do this project. Uh, he, you know, he he really likes the fact that Ryan Coogler was able to bring uh, an African American superhero to the big screen for kids and kind of you know inspire and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, he he made an amazing film, so I'm excited that you know Ryan Coogler's uh, connected to this. I think it makes sense, you know, that it makes sense for sure. That LeBron would be in this, you know. I mean, at this point, because um, I, it, Kobe is Kobe's my okay. Michael's my favorite player of all time because I grew up in the '90s and I was really a huge Bulls fan, huge Michael Jordan fan. Um, uh, Larry Bird was great, but he was you know a decade before me, so I only have seen just like clips and footage and you know games that my dad's tapes and stuff of uh, Larry Bird. Uh, and he was in Space Jam too, and um, but but this so it was great that like you know. Michael Jordan, my number one player of all time, especially back when I was a kid, when this came out, I was seven. I literally watched Space Jam every single day. You can ask my parents every single day after school for at least like a year, like uh, maybe a little less, but pretty much a whole year. I would come home every day and put the VHS, you know, in. Eventually, I think it died. I think the VHS just exploded. It It was like a Mission Impossible like mission or something it just it just kind of self-destructed and just kind of started you know bursting into flames but it was you know that was my my memory my childhood uh i used to play a basketball league with my dad like where we would have fake teams and you know we're not fake teams we'd have like the bulls and the blazers and you know the the pistons and the celtics and then we of course we had the toon squad and that was that was one of my teams i really loved <laughs> so you know space jam to say the least is a has a big part of my history in my life uh just because of of i always love i love basketball and i love michael jordan and i love looney tunes so when i heard there was a second one coming out i was like well this will be cool but the thing is lebron to me the only thing i'm wondering though is like is he gonna have the same role as michael jordan or is it gonna be a kind of a reverse where maybe he's the villain that could be kind of cool because he's i think he's kind of played that in real life a lot. So it might be kind of fun for him to kind of go a little meta in that sense and not play the perfect, you know, I mean, that's what I liked about Michael Jordan was that he was in that movie. He wasn't a basketball player. He was, he was in his real life playing baseball, 
and sucking at it, being really bad at baseball. And that was what was really cool about that film. For you know, from that from that standpoint, and the realism of the of what was going on in current events, you know, of course, golfing with Bill Murray and Larry Bird, and having Wayne Knight run around and you know bother you, um, <laughs> but like no, but I, I think you know that's kind of what LeBron needs to do for this to you know have this have a positive response would be for for him to go more like I said more meta, more like hey, this is what's happened in real life. I realize I have a lot of haters, so you know, embrace that. And so I don't know if he needs to be the villain. I, I kind of want a return of the monsters, but I think maybe he needs to, I don't know, do some kind of twist in this where he has a villainous, maybe at the end he, he turns on the tunes, you know, and then we th- we're like, Oh, what are you doing, man? And then, at the, and then finally at the very, very, very end, he's like, just kidding. I was doing it to, I was going undercover kind of thing. You know, I was, I was trying to, you know, pretend to be on their side, but then I was going to sabotage them or something like that. I think that's what they need to go for in this, um, you know, in this sequel. So, you know, so I'm, I'm excited. I want to see if they do the 2d, you know, 2d animation. I think that is really going to be cool to see back return. Uh, I don't want to see a 3d bugs bunny or, you know, uh, <laughs> Longhorn, Foghorn. So production set to begin uh, 2019 during the off season. So let's see how this affects LeBron. Um, you know, this is gonna be his first year in Los-, Los Angeles. I'm wondering if this is, you know, one of the reasons he decided to come to Los Angeles, and maybe not. Yeah, uh, it's funny. It's ironic. I'm actually moving to right now when I'm actually, you know, making this podcast. I'm in Kernersville, North Carolina. So really far away, but. Um, in a few months, I'm actually moving to California, you know, Los Angeles, somewhere in the Los Angeles area. I'm going to be moving. So uh, me and my girlfriend, we're moving to Cali. So really excited uh, to be around, you know, uh, the Hollywood stuff, the mu- movie stuff, all the music, just so many more things to do. I mean, Kernersville, you just heard what I said, right? It's like small, Smallville, basically. Uh, but no Superman, <laughs> no, no uh, Kent, no Kent Farmer, or anything. So... Uh, yeah, so definitely excited about the move. Marvel is finally getting back into good television, and that is, uh, you know, the well, the streaming service was uh, or is coming out in late 2019, and you know, it's already got a lot of great stuff connected to it. The John Favreau uh, showrun live action Star Wars show, that's the first live action Star Wars show we've ever had, um, and plus a, a TV series of Monsters Inc. And then live action Mulan and Lady and the Tramp. That's going to be interesting. So, uh, you know, and those are exclusive to the streaming service. Uh, they did say it was going to be less than a Netflix subscription. So I think they're trying to compete. They don't need the. They know they don't need the money. I mean, they, of course they need the money. What, you, what am I saying? Like, but you know what I'm saying. They they don't need that extra stream. They're not going to charge twenty five dollars a month for some premium thing. Like they realize that a majority of people are going to want this. So let's just get as many people as, as we can and buy, it's still going to make a ton of money, ton of money. So, uh, I'm really excited about, um, the fact that it's actually Marvel studios. That's, that's producing this. And Kevin Feige is overlooking this. And, you know, since he started really, really focusing on overseeing how everything's connected, uh, you know, since that point, you know, Thor Ragnarok came out, black Panther, infinity war. So they've been on a good streak and they really have a, they've always had good connective tissue, but I think even more lately, they've been doing a really good job of connectivity. Uh, this, like I said, it's not going to be Marvel uh, TV, kind of like what's on ABC, because uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is ending soon. And 
Um, <clears throat> there's just a couple other shows that aren't really performing as well. Of course, ABC is launching an all-female superhero show. Um, so that's, I mean, that's cool. But I, I, something about those shows on ABC don't really seem to translate as well. I mean, Netflix did a great job with their Marvel adaptations for a while. Then it started to fall off the cliff. I don't know what happened. I mean, Iron Fist, both Iron Fist's, you know, seasons were, you know, I mean, the first one was doing, everyone hated it. The second one, people, I think, liked a little better, but still that, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, The Defenders, none of them got, they all got kind of got mixed reviews. I wasn't a big fan of The Defenders. I was very disappointed by that. So, but Daredevil, I think Daredevil was was a uh, that's a show I'm really excited to see where that's going. I mean, there's a lot of new promos for season three. That's going to be cool. Um, but that's not really all I care about. That and uh, the Punisher. I really I really enjoy Punisher. I mean, it, that was a violent show, a very uh, very graphically violent show where you really. You know, it's one of those violence where you're just like you remember. You're like it just randomly flashes your head, and you're just like, oh my god, that was wow. So I'm really excited to see where Marvel TV goes from here. But the biggest thing about it, um, kind of been building up to this. I haven't actually announced it, you know. But the the Loki and Scarlet Witch featuring, you know, uh, Elizabeth Olsen and Tom Hiddleston re- reprising their roles. You know, this isn't like a hundred percent confirmed that they're actually reprising their roles, but it's most likely that this is going to happen, um, especially because of the way you know how it's being produced. I mean, why would you recast? Uh, when you have them there, and you're, and it's they're they're actually giving a huge budget to these shows, kind of same as the the Star Wars. Because Star Wars is getting like a hundred million dollars, which is like Game of Thrones budget. So they're getting these are these are they're putting a lot of money into these. They're I almost feel like they're moving more into the streaming, so that when movie theaters and all that kind of stuff starts to like, you know, unfortunately at some point tank to where that model changes. Cause I think that Spielberg talked about this a little bit uh, ago where he was talking about how theaters will eventually get to the point where there's just maybe a few select big, huge, huge, massive movies that come out every year. And that's it. And the smaller indie films and just some of the smaller stuff goes on streaming. And honestly, I'm, I'm, kind of in favor of that like i don't we don't necessarily need to have you know a bunch of movies in the theaters you know because of the way people are changing their their viewing habits uh i do think certain movies should be in theaters for sure i mean there's a lot of movies, mission impossible and all these big action kind of set piece movies but like a movie where it's just people walking around room to room walking around on the street just talking like where there's no real action and it's just like I don't need to see people's faces 400 feet. You know what I mean? Like it's it, that's that's all I'm saying is just I think that there is a precedent for not having every single movie come out in theaters and waste projection. <laughs> I don't even think I don't think that's a thing, but you know what I'm saying? Like I just think there's so much on streaming and I think that's if things were maybe getting lost. And I think that's where you know then that you start wondering, well, what's what can be nominated for awards? But, but as you saw from the Emmys, a lot of the stuff being nominated for awards were things that were from streaming. So I'm thinking cable and movie theaters are slowly dying because of streaming. You know, unfortunately. But anyways, that was a whole rant there, and sorry about that. But uh, going back to the Loki and Scarlet Witch series, I'm I'm excited because it's you know. Big budget, six to eight episodes long, so it's basically a six to eight hour movie. 
uh, with these characters. Uh, very, you know, it's it's not just like having a Loki standalone movie, which is you know you got to like do a quick story with him and. This really can you can have him in Asgard. Of course, the way he disguises himself, you could have him doing some other stuff. It's gonna. I'm excited to see you know Scarlet Witch too. She's probably the best female character in the Marvel universe right now. Because I mean, you know, uh, I do like Black Widow, but she gets a little gets a little old. Just constantly, you know, leg hugging every single person, and it's just like okay. I am excited about Black Widow's solo movie. I mean, that could be cool, you know. Because she, but but she's also been she's like. She's like Iron Man, where she's been in uh, all these other movies with all these other characters, where she's been, she's had a lot of screen time. So, where, I mean, yeah, you could give her a movie and you might as well, which is good, but she doesn't really need it because she has, she's gotten a lot of screen time in all these other, other people's films, you know, Iron Man and Captain America and Avengers. And all right, so I do want to switch within the galaxies of the Disney universe. God, it's confusing. Anyways, like, I do want to start talking about the fact that. Disney's Bob Iger um, talking about Star Wars, their other big successful franchise, um, is going to start slowing down. It's going to exit hyperspace. Not going to be uh, moving quite as fast with where their uh, film releases. Um, I think this is smart. You know, I, I think this is why Solo. One of the reasons why Solo probably didn't do as well because there wasn't enough space. You know, we've got we had the Last Jedi come out in December of last year, and then. This year, like all of a sudden, it's like, hey, another Star Wars movie. That it, it was already kind of a movie that we weren't sure we needed. Um, same with Rogue One. I mean, it's a cool story, but it's kind of like these Star Wars stories feel like they're less necessary. So you got to almost make them as good as you can. And I feel like because they they rushed it in the sense of they they got their uh, you know Lord and Miller got fired halfway through and then ron howard came in and then they still had to rush same with um the force awakens that was what happened was was kennedy and, and um you know kathleen kennedy and jj abrams were asking Iger, hey can we can we push it to 2016 he's like no look i talked i told my investors that we're gonna have this movie out and so it's like uh, you don't blame you can't blame him from a business standpoint. I mean, what are you going to tell the investor? Sorry, guys, uh, you're not getting paid this year. <laughs> Remember that billion dollars? That no, not happened. Yeah, that's hard to that's hard to say. You know, so that's <laughs> that's a, that's a tough one to be you know a tough position to be put in if you're Bob Iger. So uh, and it it turned out to be fine. I think it was great because it solidified that December date for them. That really got them that 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 full you know Christmas. V- feel to it you know and that was what was the problem with solo was that you know because you had you had the force awakens uh christmas you had rogue one christmas that one did great billion dollars you know three in a row billion dollars in christmas and all of a sudden you throw it in may and solo makes 392 million dollars globally that's awful that's awful that's like literally less than half of what the other ones made and it's obvious i mean because it's like that came out around the same time as like some you know not the same time, but kind of in the same year as like Infinity War and Black Panther and Mission Impossible and a lot of these other big movies that people were excited to see. People weren't clamoring for Star Wars. They're like, eh, we just saw The Last Jedi. That was great. That's going to keep us talking for a while. Or, hey, we hated it. We're, we need a break from Star Wars. One of those two mindsets were going on. So, you know, I, I'm glad that they're admitting. I'm glad Bob, Bob Iger is talking about it and actually saying, hey, look. We made a mistake. I made a mistake. He even admitted it. he made a mistake. 
that was on him. And so, you know, I, yeah, I think this is good. I think this is good that they're slowing down. I mean, they talked about how we have episode nine and that's going to be great. That's going to be epic. I you know, the final, the final chapter in the, the star Wars, uh, Skywalker saga, um, so we'll probably then hopefully have like maybe five or six years off and then we can have like episode 10 and we start like a new, new, something new, just a, but the next, next part, you know, and I think that'll be cool. I think we need a little break from it though. And we can have some of these streaming things. I, I, I would love to see an Obi-Wan streaming six to eight episode series. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's maybe where you go with these stories and you have every two to three years, you have a, a big episode, you know, and then you kind of go back to that two to three year thing. Um, and then you focus more on the streaming. Uh, that's kind of what I'm predicting. I, I don't know if that'll be right or not, but I'm thinking that we, from their reaction, I mean, they had the Boba Fett movie and the Obi-Wan movie and all these are kind of just canceled, put on hold, whatever, pretty much put on hold, but essentially canceled. Um, and so, yeah, this could be, uh, this could be where Star Wars is going back to the just every couple of years, every two or three years, we'll have an episodic film and we'll kind of I, I really hope that they kind of carry over at least a couple characters from it. You know, let's have like Finn and or or maybe just maybe just Poe and Ray or, you know, a couple of just a couple characters that can carry over in the next trilogy because every trilogy connects to itself. So I hope it's not just where at the end of episode nine all these stories are closed and then episode 10 is a bunch of brand new characters. Cause that doesn't, well, then it's not episode 10. Then you're just starting a new star Wars. You know, you're to me, you got to have those connective tissues to keep it episodic. Um, and they're going to have to find a composer to replace John Williams. And I don't know who that's going to be <clears throat> me. <clears throat> um, just kidding. Actually, no, I, I actually am not. It's funny because my style is more of the style of like, um, Alan Silvestri and Hans Zimmer, uh, Thomas Newman. And I would love to get to that point where I can do Star Wars music. And I'm, I'm actually working on currently am working on a, uh, Star Wars, uh, suites of, you know, different thing. Like the, from the start with force themes and it's going to be a little 10 minute, maybe not 10, maybe like six or seven minute versions of like three or four songs kind of put together of, of the force theme. And then like another one will be action cues. And so, yeah, as, as music man, um, I plan on releasing some star Wars music at some point soon. So, uh, definitely between now and episode nine, I want to try to get a few of those out, at least one or two. So keep an eye out for that. You're out for that. Uh, keep continuing to listen to the podcast. Uh, check out my website, uh, musicman.com M U Z I K M four N. Anyways, uh, this has been, uh, yeah, this has been kind of fun to t- talk about Star Wars and Marvel and Disney. It's always, uh, those are some of my favorite stuff, you know. I mean, DC, I love DC, but lately they've been making me mad. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I don't know. Because I heard even today that Suicide Squad 2 is in full development and they're pushing on the script. And it's like, really? Suicide Squad 2? Come on. So that's going to be it for me today. Hope you guys are doing great. Uh, hit me up on social media. Like I said, M-U-Z-I-K-M-4-N. Um, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, and also, shameless plug here, I'm gonna, uh, i got a new song. It's called Kings. Uh, check it out on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to music, Apple Music, all that stuff. Um, and same with this podcast. Yeah, if you can subscribe, rate, and review. All right, well, thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. I'm Adam, your friendly neighborhood music man. Have a good one. <laughs>